for the win. From the left hash, two minutes remaining in overtime. Crosby's kick, this time, is good! From GOAT to HERO! Handed off, Williams, spin move to the end zone! Touchdown, Chicago! Goff, for the lead! The Lions have it! Kadero Hodge, a two-point conversion! Joseph to give the Vikings the lead back. It's up there. It's out there. And this time it's through. It's time expires. And the Vikings are going to win this game on a field goal. Pylon listeners, we are back. Week five of the NFL has wrapped up. And there is plenty to talk about. Another heartbreaking loss from Detroit Lions. Green Bay going down to the wire with the Bengals and the Bears, a victory on the road, two in a row. So we'll get into all that. Before we do, let's introduce the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z representing the Detroit Lions. Let's get around to the rest. We got Remy representing the Vikings. Boys, good to be back. Skull to the bowl. It wasn't pretty, but we'll take the dub. Then we got Barney representing the Bears. Chucky's so embarrassed of his loss to the Bears that he resigned today. Man, how about it? Hmm. Matt Nagy getting another coach fired. <laughs> and then Kinger representing the Packers. Boys, as always, good to be back. Go Pack. What a game this weekend. The game was so drunk. I now know what it feels like to have to watch a Chicago Bears fan, what their fan base feels like every week. What a ball game. <laughs> Shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're getting all that, but let's start this off uh, with the Lions and the Vikings. The Lions lose on another heartbreaker. First team, I th- I think I read in NFL history, at least or in the last 40 years or something, where they lost um, on two 50-plus yard field goals with time expiring. <laughs> and, of course, it's the Lions, you know, breaking history in the wrong uh, way. Uh, as it goes, but man, I, this lions team, I love their fight. It was an ugly game from them offensively, but the defense actually stepped up in a major way. That's been a huge positive actually this season to the steps forward. The defense is made considering we, you know, we're, we're playing a bunch of backups basically out there with all the injuries that we have. Um, but they fought, uh, but Remy, I mean, how, how surprised were you to, to see your Vikings down 17-16 after being up 16-6 to six, uh, only like moments before that. No, oh, I I was uh, I I was surprised. Um, I was surprised and I wasn't surprised. And, and and there's a couple things because this Vikings team, in my opinion, despite our two and three record, is so much better than what our record even says. You take a look at our uh, the Cincinnati game, last second field goal, the Arizona game, last second field goal, the Tennessee game, last second field goal, and then the game where Kirk had to throw a Hail Mary and the holding call may or may not have been called, should have been called in the end zone. I don't know. That is just, it's so frustrating, but it is what it is. This Minnesota Vikings team now takes on the Carolina Panthers next week and then goes into a bye. It's it was it was like the Hawkeye Penn State game. It was so ugly to watch because Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, has played as a top five to six quarterback through five to six weeks. 
doubt when and you have Justin Jefferson, who is a top receiver and is now being mentioned in the same category as Devontae Adams, which is crazy to me to think. And you have a best running back in the league who who obviously did not play on Sunday. Um, Alexander Madison got the start. He rushed for over 100 yards, got a score, uh, which I, I was fine with with Cook not playing. Um, that's why you draft a guy like Madison in the third round, a serviceable backup who can go in and take care of a take care of a win, even though, um, you know, it was an ugly win. But uh, in my opinion, I think this Vikings team is a lot better than what the record shows. Um, our defense is starting to step up, and since week two, we've held opponents to 17 points or under. I'm going to keep bringing that up as long as it keeps happening. Um, our defense is getting to the quarterback. Um, I believe we had a couple sacks and a strip sack fumble. Uh, Iverson Griffin is playing out of his mind after coming back to Minnesota. Yeah, he made um, uh, that was... Sewell look bad in this game. Sewell's been struggling the last few weeks. Uh, he, he had a good couple weeks to start the season, but, uh, I mean, th- these were... The two moves that Griffin put on back-to-back plays were uh, were pretty ugly from our end. His, his spin move, his his signature spin move. Oh yeah. Um, Daniel Hunter again. I think recording another sack, six, five or six, uh, six sacks in five games. I believe uh, on pace for yet another incredible our year. Backup right uh, tackle. Just trying that's to, right, you know, that's right. Just trying um, to, you know, love, lower your happiness level a little bit here, Remy. <laughs> Bring it down a peg. <laughs> Our 23rd uh, first-round pick, Christian Darisaw, left tackle, debuted. Um, I believe it was right before halftime, uh, which led uh, his first drive that he debuted on led to a score. Uh, good, solid left tackle that should play 10-plus years at that position for the Vikings, um, although with the return of Anthony Barr, one of my favorite players. Um, Barr said after the game he was pretty much out of shape and he needs to get better in his conditioning, so... Um, I didn't see too many slip-ups slip ups from there. Um, Eric Kendricks is doing what he does best, and that's picking off the ball. He had a, a one-handed interception. I cannot believe he's always making those great uh, pick plays as a linebacker, which amazes me. And, Especially against um, the Lions. He always does it against the Lions. <laughs> it, it, exactly. And then Greg Joseph, man. Um, you know, these games have been decided by a field goal or less, and I will go on record saying that the next jersey I purchase will be a Greg Joseph jersey because I think kickers have, are underrated. <laughs> you just give him shit for missing the field goal against Arizona a couple weeks ago. Now you're going to go buy his jersey? Yeah. I will go <laughs> buy his cheap jersey and I will China, stand. I hope at least you're not spending 100-plus on it. No, I'm not going to spend 100-plus <laughs> on a Fanatics one. No way, Greg. Sorry, you're not going to get my money. Um <laughs> But no, I see. In in summary, I just think it was an ugly win, but it's a win, and I think we can go. And I, I, this is the only year I'm glad we have an early bye week because we can go figure everything out. We can get Dalvin completely healthy because coming off the bye week, we play a very very talented Cowboys team, in my opinion. And then we got to go. We got to start winning games, and we got to figure out this offense, and we got to keep the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands. And that is the first time. I have ever said that because Kirk is playing out of his mind. He is connecting with Jefferson. Jefferson over 100 yards receiving on the day. I think it was 124. And was it him and what? Not a Cora, but a, a, a who's your corner? Okuda. Uh, who's who's a corner with a long? Aware. Aware. Yeah, I was just saying he's hurt. Aware. Amani Aware. They were chirping. Problem with our, back Aware and forth. is not a number one cornerback. He's a number two cornerback. So he's kind of playing out of his position uh, with Jefferson there. Uh, but I will say that our undrafted rookie free agent, Jerry Jacobs, shut down Thielen for most of this game. 
Thielen, I don't think had a catch that game. I, or I, I know he had like I think four he had one fantasy at the end, points, right? but I he think had like one catch, right? Yeah, he he had that one like twenty yard. Yeah, two catch for forty. Two for forty, the, actually. Two for forty, yeah. Um, but again, you know, Thielen is kind of surprising. He's he's dropping balls left and right, and um, I guess you know, I'm not used to it being having always Thielen be good, and then you have Diggs on the side, and then Jefferson last year was good, so it's kind of shocking to me to see all that happen, but um, frustrating frustrating victory which is kind of weird to say but I'm, I'm glad we got it it was ugly we can move on clean clean slate and uh hopefully go out and beat those panthers next yeah time. i mean so the line lines they fight again to the very end and just come out uh with the loss it's it's hard to explain how they are zero and five considering what has happened to them at the end of these games it's uh kind of incredible i mean they in a lot of ways, they should be three and two at the very least, two and three with wins over the Ravens and uh, this, this Vikings team here. But man, you know, Jared, Jared Goff fumbles and throws another interception this game. It's a constant up and down with him. Uh, our producer Kid Jay, you know, Rams fan knows all too well the the Jared Goff experience. And now we're getting here in the Lions. And I I don't know if that's something that's like Dan Campbell came out today. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, October 11th, the day after the game and said that they need to kind of simplify the playbook a little more for him. Like, as in, like, maybe he's taking too long on some reads and he was holding on the ball too long right there. Um, and that maybe that's what caused the fumble. It, it, I don't know. It's just because he, he looks his best when we're in hurry up or there's, like, a quick snap uh, and a lot less adjustments at the line. Just less thinking for him, uh, which, you know, maybe maybe that's just what we need to do. Maybe more hurry up. I, I don't know. Because uh, he, he can make – a really good throw at times like that is probably better than half the league but then other than the other times he can't hold on the ball he fumbles or makes a stupid decision so the consistently yeah inconsistent, I, like we'll right? we'll probably have him for another year i don't know if we draft a quarterback this upcoming draft because the the quarterback class is interesting to say the least <laughs> your boy i don't know did we debate this on here <laughs> remy spencer radler you, we were arguing yeah, about we him did. and we Sam did. Howell. I, I said Sam Howell is better than him. Uh, but but you but it was more you just being really high on Rattler, like like Heisman. I, I was really high on Rattler. Yeah, Rattler's Rattler. not even going to finish out the year. Who, 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 but <laughs> but I mean, when you're a freshman at Oklahoma as a when you're a backup quarterback at Oklahoma, you're still a top ten quarterback in the country. Dude, Rattler was will, the, I mean, the the odds on a Heisman favorite, and you loved him, and now he's just been absolute trash to the point where the fact that they had to go with the five star transfer portal. Hey, Caleb Williams is a beast, though. Caleb Williams is a beast, and that that Oklahoma Texas game was one. It was, of the it was a great. There's a lot of good games. There's yeah. a lot of good games this weekend. Um. But just getting back to the Lions. Hawkeyes number two, shout out. Oh, yeah. What do you say? Iowa? Hawkeyes number yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um but reg- regardless, uh the Lions, I, I really like a lot of things I saw of young players in this game, though. I mentioned Jacobs. Um our two rook our first two linemen that we picked in this draft, or defensive linemen, Levi Winzerica and Ali McNeil. Uh, disrupted a lot of plays in this game. So that's really encouraging to see uh, their continued growth in this defense. Uh, Jalen Reeves may have been a guy that Lions fans have been clamoring for years to get him more snaps at linebacker. Matt Patricia liked those big, fat, slow linebackers, and Jalen Reeves may have been, did not fit that bill at all. But he's always been an elite special teams player. 
but they're putting him out there, and this was easily his best game of his career uh, from a linebacker standpoint. Forced that fumble. Remy, I think you were probably having nightmare flashbacks to that Bengals game where you fumble away uh, the game. <laughs> and, well, and Greg yeah, Joseph yeah, missing um, it. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened on that 49-yard field goal. It looked like it was good and then just ends up not enough three, juice. Four yards short. I, I, I was telling the boys I was watching with, I was like, dude, Greg Joseph needs some coffee because he just hit from 50. He hit a career-high 55-yarder yeah. before that. How do you hit a 55 and miss a 49? Greg, I don't know. It's because I don't have your jersey yet. Come on, son. <laughs> but it's all good. He made a 54 walk-off as time expires, and we all ride off into a sunset. And Vikings Twitter is going nuts, and they still want Zimmer fired. And I should probably just stay off Twitter when I go on because it makes watching probably. the game way more enjoyable. <laughs> um, Some other things I really like, uh, uh, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift continue to be a really good one-two punch at running back. I think it's I think it's one of the better ones in the league, actually. Uh, it's just a shame because we're always down. that We don't get to see, like, the first, the full one through four quarters usage of that because they continuously average, like, four and a half, four yards a carry every game. It's just a matter of them always being down. Uh, that we Jamal Williams was a beast that oh, yeah. game. Like, How about he... Swift? Uh, to, to, to think I, the... I forgot who he trucked in the fourth quarter there to get out of bounds. It, it, uh, but that was a this was run. great this and he and swift by the way are Rashad receiver, Breland. which tells you about our wide receivers on this team he's our leading receiver he has the most targets most receptions and most yards sheesh <laughs> so real real quick our, our our cornerback number two um just one one last thing so Patrick Peterson number yep. one our cornerback number two Rashad Breland who we got from the Chiefs is 10 I think 109 out of 109 or 106 out of 109 on PFF and got called out on it on a press conference or on on on, on his presser yep. and his response was to the reporter well you probably rank 103 out of 103 <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> on the reporting gig so so when Bre- so so that didn't sit too well with I mean it is what it is so um there were some boos when Breland got that pass interference called and then got trucked and yeah. Breland embraces the boos he he embraces the boos and then goes on Twitter and s- trashes the Viking fans Cam Dantzler I think he's dealing with an injury because he was tweeting he he was obviously dealing with an injury he was tweeting from the sideline um Cam Dantzler in my opinion when he's healthy he's going to take that spot and Breland should be cut. I and gets kicked out of Minnesota. Um, as much as I like seeing the controversy there, Breland just gets smoked, trucked. Um, Patrick Peterson had his first two pass deflections, so people are starting to throw his way. I'm waiting until I can see a nice interception from him. But uh, yeah, Brashad Breland's the guy that got trucked, and the Viking fans were cheering when that happened. Are you officially um, off the Brashad Breland uh, train, Remy? Can I get an official comment on that now? Are you officially Pardon off me? the Bashad Breland uh, train, hype train? Are you officially? 130 th- percent. Okay. Just wanted off. to clarify that. Twenty bucks says Breland, Breland has an interception yeah. next week, and Remy is out here like I'm getting his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's against the Packers, we'll talk, but uh, or Bears, but uh, no, yeah, Bashad Breland. Uh, I don't could give two shits less about as of now um just a couple more players i want to mention amon ross st brown continues to grow as a slot receiver in this offense which is really encouraging that's our fourth round uh draft pick uh out of usc that's two weeks in a row with over 60 yards and six catches and in this game he had seven catches but uh two weeks in a row with six plus 
catches. Um, and another guy, so far it looks like our best free – the Lions didn't go crazy in free agency this offseason. Uh, but a guy that they signed for really cheap, uh, Charles Harris, former first-round draft pick of the Dolphins. Then he was with Atlanta for a year, and then the Lions picked him up. He's having a career year. He already has four – he had a sack in this game. That's four sacks for him on the year. That's already a career high for him. Uh, so that's an encouraging uh, sign. And he's only 26 years old, so still a pretty young guy. Uh, or maybe he just need to find the right system. And so far, this is the best system, according to his uh, career stats, that he's been in. So I, I think that's encouraging as well. Maybe the Lions can find more of those uh, going forward. But, I mean, Quintez Sivas breaks his collarbone in this game, so just chalk it up, to, and he's out for the year. So just chalk it up as another uh, player on the Lions roster that is on the long-term IR. It's just incredible how many <laughs> injuries we're racking up with an already depleted roster going into season, let alone all these injuries. It does look like Taylor Decker should be coming back this week and maybe hopefully Tyrell Williams just to get our first victory. But it's going to be a rough one, uh, gentlemen, going forward. So that's our thoughts on um, uh, the Vikings, Lions. Lions, again, just they just cannot. They're cursed. I think they're cursed. <laughs> I don't know another way to put it. I don't like rushing three guys at the end, though. They did it again. They did it against the Ravens, and it cost them. It's too easy. Just like a post over the middle for 20 yards. Vikings made look way too easy. Over, Let's go to over another under game two where, and a half what? wins this year. <laughs> over. <laughs> I hope you say over. <laughs> I think I said five. I, know, I said I, five. I just, I'm just, I I'm just messing with Big Z. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, that's one step closer to getting the number one pick, which. I, I don't even we don't even know who that could possibly be. Maybe on Thibodeau. Yeah, Oregon, probably. The end. I, the yeah, Lions could use him. I know I'll like, tell you that. We could use him. I know there's a center at Iowa by the name of Tyler Linderbaum that'll be up. He will not be going. He will not be going. He won't be going top fifteen. Not one, no. <laughs> but what? All right, all right. Mark this down. Mark top this 15 down. Is top possible. 15 I hope the Bears take him. I hope the Bears take him. I just, I don't think. He could be the second or third offensive lineman next year. True. What's that guy from Purdue? I just think uh, centers usually Kinger? don't get taken that high. That's true. He's probably, he's behind uh, Neil and the uh, A&M guy for sure. Uh, but Carl Aftis is the DN. That's right. I love that name. Yeah. Good name. Um, anyways, let's move on to another team that, uh, well, struggled uh i guess but more mason crosby struggling but uh the packers escaping with their life out of cincinnati 25 22 mason crosby does hit the final field goal that he attempted in this game 49 yard winner kinger how'd you feel about this performance on the road in cincy a cincy team that's a little feisty yeah i wouldn't i mean it wasn't a great game from green bay but i wouldn't say it was we really struggled all that much i mean the offense the first time in history we had a 300 yard passer 200 yard receiver and 100 yard rusher in the same game so i mean almost 470 yards of total offense on the day so i mean i think obviously crosby struggles were were noted uh misses three straight field goals at the end of the game which we can talk about the end of the game here in a minute but that was something he hadn't done since he missed four against Detroit back in 2018. Uh, unfortunately, just had one of those mind blocks where he just couldn't, couldn't obviously wasn't uh, standing square over the ball, just couldn't get in that rhythm he was looking to, just probably seeing things out there. But, uh, you know, the Bengals were a, were a tough opponent. Um, Packers are as banged up as anybody in the NFL currently, um, just out across the board. A lot of our star players, you saw Jair was put on IR last week. They're going to give it a couple of weeks, wait and see how that shoulder heals to determine if they're going to go surgery or not. Everybody's hoping for best case scenario. So 
you know, luckily Kevin King did come back this week. I uh, wouldn't say he played necessarily a great game, but he was relatively productive. But then he ended up leaving in the third quarter again with a shoulder injury. But uh, Packers without Jair, uh, our center Josh Myers popped up on the injury report this week with a finger injury. Apparently, he's been trying to battle through it. Doctors said no this week. So basically, our entire left side of the offensive line, Jenkins was out again with no Bakhtiari, was banged up. Uh, it was a bit of a tall task. And uh, overall, I mean, it was a little bit of an ugly game. I mean, the first drive again, Rodgers throws an interception. I think he's like two of his first seven or eight, so started very slow. Um, but luckily, the offense started to pick it up, and I think kind of everybody anticipated that with with the Cincinnati Bengals defense. And it was ugly, but uh, they they got away with a win. Did you guys – were any of you guys watching the end of that game? I know everybody had a lot of things going on, but any of you guys actually see the sequence of events that happened? It was awesome. Like I, I like I, 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 the, I was at a Bears bar in Austin, and uh, like the Bears weren't up yet because we had the three o'clock slate. Uh, but there was just like always a collective like just scream and cheer when you know uh, Mason biffed his three his three shanks. But it was, right. I mean, there, those those cheers were just as loud as any of the cheers that happened in the Bears game. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I was, I was at a buddy's house where they're strictly like the, my buddy's dad says there are no Packer fans allowed into this house. So, I mean, it's just, we're all, and I mean, he's a Cowboy fan, but we're all, uh, we're all pretty much rooting against the Packers for obvious reasons. And, and, you know, we want to make the division more, uh, open, which thanks to Chicago, like I said, uh, last podcast, two podcasts ago, I don't think Green Bay has us until they are three games up. And Chicago winning does not make them three games up. And if the Vikings can keep it going and, you know, we might have a legit run here, but, you know, every single miss, it was like, all right, there's no way Crosby misses this one. And then he misses. And it's like, all right, well, he missed that one. There's actually uh, game's over. Fuck it. Crosby's not missing. And then he misses. You don't give the Packers three, four, five different fucking tries at a goddamn field goal and have a miss and think you can fucking still win because Kinger, God damn what, was it. Going, what was going on in your fucking head? A God I mean, damn it. I just felt that at the end of the game with like it just everything seemed like it was just destined that Green Bay was gonna lose that football game. It just seemed like it, right? It looked like that I field mean, goal went in on uh, overtime. I agreed. Yeah, that was hilarious, by the way, watching that kicker, that kicker celebrate. He's jumping up in the long snapper's arms, you know, everything, and then couldn't believe it. He was like, he said after the game, he's like, I guess the big gust of wind just got it because I kicked it good. It's like, yeah, yeah, you just made yourself look like an idiot. But I he mean, when Crosby the missed the, I mean, McPherson hit a couple kicks. I saw right before he, in the, in the, at the end of regulation, right before he kicked the field goal or attempted it, they came on and said he already hit what game winner versus the Vikings. He had another game winner a few weeks back. I forget who the other opponent was, but you're just like, damn it, we're going to lose this game. And then we come out, you know, after escaping with Mason missing with two minutes left, you know, they, we get the overtime. We're fortunate. Campbell, who's Devondre Campbell, is playing like an absolute monster, boys. I don't know if you've seen, him play at all or really just observed any of the stats i brought him up to you before he's he's a monster and even rogers said after this game this year the fact that he's was still on the market in mid-june this year the packers signed him for a one-year two million dollar deal and he's easily been where is he from uh he played at arizona last year he actually played at minnesota as the college he went to so he's a big 10 guy um but uh he was with the he was with the falcons back when lafleur had him in 2016 2017 but uh 
he's been a, a beast. He's been a top 10, 12, or easily a top 10 line middle linebacker this year. And he, and so he's, he gets the interception overtimes. We're thinking Mason's going to do it missed again. And then you're like, okay, this Vic Fearson guy is not going to do it to us again. He did it again and then finally got the win. But you know, the game kind of went as I expected, to be honest, I would have liked to see a little bit cleaner effort, but well, the Packers have seven or eight studs on their team. You know, we've got good players. We have seven or eight just absolute studs, and we were out half of those guys this week. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of a battle going forward. I thought, uh, although he's given up some plays, I mean, Eric Stokes has looked pretty good. At least it's been promising. Uh, when he's the most targeted or second most targeted corner in football this year, averaging like four or five yards per reception. So he has given up a few plays, and you still do see some rookie mistakes out there. When you compare him to a guy like, you know, Jalen Ramsey stats this season, uh, he's really not that uh, even Tredavious White as well. He's really not that far off, not calling him those guys because obviously they're an elite level, but he's just relatively been he's been a productive corner. Um, and, you know, again, the Bengals have who was ma- who was matched up with uh, Chase this game. I mean, it would the Packers don't follow. They weren't they weren't following. So I mean, you saw a lot of it. They started Stokes, King and uh, Shannon Sullivan, the big time that Jamar got the big uh the his, 70, his 70 yard. yarder that was darnell savage back in coverage so he didn't end up getting i don't think he just got in the right position there so he ended up getting beat so uh the game went as it did and you know i'm still proud joe barry's still to me i'm liking more and more joe barry the more more i watch him uh and more i watch this defense i do think he's doing a really good job mixing up coverages it seems like they've kind of got a little bit of a rhythm so i'm not going to go out and say that you know they played an excellent football game, but they made some big stops when they needed to. And uh, with all our guys hurt, you know, it was uh, it was it was a good performance, and it was pretty cool to see Devontae get a career high. He said today yeah. he saw he told Devontae. told three people outside the organization he was feeling a career game. So he obviously went through and, and qualified or uh, came through with that. Uh, he was tearing up that secondary, and honestly, the offensive line again did did very well for for being as hurt as they are, and and. Uh, you know, you got the W Cincinnati's a, definitely a worthy opponent this year and uh, got a big one next week. And we just got to hope we keep getting healthy. Absolutely. So, yeah, the Packers are moved to four and one now leading the NFC North uh, by a game over the Bears. And question, what? question, are the Green Bay Packers the worst four and one team? <laughs> are, are they convincing? Are they the least convincing four and one team? Let's let's phrase it this way. Because we saw some uncharacteristic things from Rodgers that game. How often do you see him throw picks? How often do you see him out of? I mean, it's I football. Mean, seriously, though. Come though, on like, now. How you know often... he's gonna. He had, he had one but interception. He had one interception. There was interception. a point where Rodgers I, I, had run the four like two. Just... Yeah, but I'm sure you did. <laughs> well, here, so funny, yeah. here are the four and one teams: the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Packers, and the Rams. And then in the AFC, it's the Chargers and the Bills. That's good company to be in, but yeah, I and think I, I would take. I mean, I would, I would, I would probably put them at the bottom of that of all those teams that we just mentioned. Maybe, may, probably the maybe the Cowboys. Kinger, Kinger, who's Tampa, about, Tampa Bay's defense Ravens. is complete garbage. Who's? Is Tampa Bay's defense is complete garbage? Tampa Bay is it's just in the same level playing field as Green Bay this year. That's and, and you know I'm that's just in my opinion too. And the Rams. You know, but they have recent history of beating the Packers <laughs> oh, yeah. in Lambeau. Barney, so Barney got what. me, so he's happy. With the, if yeah. with the rank one above the other, the, we have to go with Brees. Whatever you history. guys say, four and one, roster. four and one, and you know, it is what it is. I just, I just, I just, I wanted to just spice it up a little bit. That's what I do, baby. 
I love yeah. you, King. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the last game of the <laughs> NFC North slate. That was the Bears. Barney traveling to Las Vegas and getting the victory. Win City, baby. In Sin Las City. Vegas. Feeling good? Two-game win streak now for your, your I boys. I mean, I expected that. I expected a W. Um, I thought that game was uh, about as, you know, I mean, when Bears win, this is the kind of games Bears win. Uh, we, we absolutely dominated from a defensive standpoint. Um, and as far as offense went, it really wasn't much to speak on, but they did enough. Uh, they made a few plays and in, in in timely downs, and, you know, they ha- they did what they had to do to cross the uh, – <clears throat> the the goal line there but um you know i just uh, i'll give credit uh this game was completely won by our defensive coordinator sean desai uh you know he's he, you guys probably don't know who he is he he's uh you know just been somebody that was with vic fangio for a long time um and uh you know that a lot of the guys they say that you know he, he was promoted for the reason is he's just he's wicked smart uh you know and, and that he kind of you know, has the X's and O's at a, as a from a game plan uh, standpoint. Um, you know, and that and that you know the pregame stuff. That when you have a plan and like you're able to execute and and you and you know your identity, uh, you know that that's when things can really go your way. And unfortunately, on the offensive side, you know, like you guys are like you're probably like, yeah, no shit, dude. But like on the offensive side, it's like, well, we don't know our identity. We think we do, and it's just, it's just horseshit. But uh, Big Z, you let off uh, saying that you guys broke records in the long, in the wrong direction. I'll, 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 uh, I'll humbly say uh, a stat that came across my feed about the Bears. It's like the first team in forty years to uh, open the season with five straight games where the passing yards has not exceeded two hundred yards in any of the games. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's rough. Uh, the, the offense has kind of been, you know, just stale as shit. Um, you can tell, you know, Bill Lazor was calling the plays, but you can tell Nagy was calling quite a few of them, um, <clears throat> which is just frustrating because the guy can't let his ego just sit to his side. Um, it is, but, you know, going back to the defense, <laughs> uh, you know, we are physical at the point of attack. Um, you know, I, I, I said, I said it on the pregame, Joey Bosa said, if you, if you put, you know, pressure on Carr and you get him uncomfortable, like he's, he really, he doesn't excel at all. Yeah. Like he's not a guy that can just ad lib. He's, he's not comfortable, uh, in deep water. And, uh, you know, Khalil Mack came back with, I'm not calling it a revenge game. Cause he loves all those guys. He's like best friends with Derek Carr, but, uh, he had himself a game, um, you know, Eddie Goldman back in the back in the middle of the uh, the line. I mean, he, I mean, it, it, the run games these last two games have not been. Uh, you know, it, it basically, you know, like we're just shutting it down. Like we, I know we used to. Uh, we're getting back to that, and you know, he's making his presence felt. Um, but it, you know, it it was it was really fun. I I actually so I was in Austin, right? I I was on this bachelor party with one of my good buddies. So there's one bar there that's a Bears bar, and all the guys are there. Uh, Jarrett Payton, uh, Walter Payton's son, was at the bar, and so we we're he was sitting there. Like he he's a really cool dude. I had a chance to speak with him. Um, it 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 was 
Bring him on. Bring <laughs> yeah, him on the pod. Yeah, no, he he will be. He will be coming on. Um, but um, you know, it, it was a really cool atmosphere. Uh, a lot of guys there, but you know, offensively, dude, did you guys watch the game at all? Uh, the Bears game. Some of the first half, but I didn't catch most of the back half of it. it. Yeah, it was a little on and yeah. off for me. I watch. I Did you watched guys see the, of the hit back that Justin Fields took? The one that kind of looked like the one he, from. He took a few hits in this did. game. He, he took he a few did. tough ones. The, I, then I saw Dalton come in. He threw one nice pass, and then he uh, didn't throw another pass. I don't believe that. Yeah. That, no, I it, it, the the one that he tried. It was like a design draw, uh, and he went to do a spin move, and it was just like the one versus the Clemson uh, game last year where he took that shot mm-hmm. to the ribs. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, this dude is tough as nails. Like, I mean, he, he is he really is. He, he bounces back that that second one where um, I think it was Yannick and uh, Gakwe. He um, mm-hmm. he chased him down and, and kind of like hyper extended his knee a little bit. Uh, uh, he, Justin Fields is, is has been taking some licks, but, you know, he's not really sitting out. He knows this is his job to lose and. Uh, he's got that warrior mentality, and you know he's he's about uh, the only thing that I like enjoy about uh, Nagy, you know, not getting his way because I just think he refuses to to do exactly what Nagy wants him to do, and that's to play extremely fucking conservative. Um, but I, I'll give a, a couple shout outs to the young guys, uh, Khalil Herbert, our. One of our uh, late round draft picks, yeah. he did fantastic. Uh, I mean, he he was just hitting the holes. His vision, he had a couple cutbacks that were just, it was it was a breath of, of fresh air because we knew going into this game, you know, the, the Raiders aren't a, you know, they're not known for stopping the run, but uh, with Dave Montgomery fresh out and now on the IR, we didn't really know what we were gonna get. And uh, you know, he came in and he had seventy five yards. Um, he he really, I mean, he did. Fantastic. He was pushing the chains all day long. Um, one thing I just absolutely loved, Bill Lazor. You could tell, you could tell what plays Bill Lazor's calling. You could tell what plays Matt Nagy's calling. But one of the things Bill Lazor kept doing is he kept bringing in an extra lineman, Alex Bars. Uh, and he would just have him as like a wing, like a wing T. And you know, like anytime we were rushing running the ball, left side, right side, he he was instead of bringing in Demir Bird, which is, you know, a lead blocker that Nagy would throw in there. Uh, you know, we, we we actually stuck somebody out there that can that's worth a damn. And uh, I think you know, he was one of the reasons why we were able to spring uh, some good runs out in that game. But, um, you know, the the offensive line held up. Uh, you know, Max Crosby and Yannick, they're. They're nobody to scoff at. That's a pretty dynamic uh, pass rush right there. And we held them to just two sacks. Uh, with our line, I'm, I'm going to take that as a win all fucking day. Uh, and then, you know, at the end of that game, Justin Fields, uh, on both the uh, the the field goals to to ice the game, mm-hmm. uh, there was a third and yeah. 20, and he hit, uh, he hit Mooney right over the middle to move the chains. And eventually get that field goal, and then he also hit Komet for like a you know a 15 yard you know on like second or, or third. Uh, just I mean he only had 111 yards uh, on 20 attempts, Justin Fields. But um, you know 
when when we needed to make the plays, he did. And uh, it was good. We we weren't expected to come out with that win, although, you know, I, I always knew we were going to win. But uh, we, uh, we weren't expected <laughs> to. And, right. uh, you know, you got to. You got to take that, and and we got uh, Green Bay next week at home. So, oh, is Bears Green Bay next week? I, I guess I didn't catch on yep. that yet. Oh, that's gonna mm. be juicy, juicy. Kinger, how you feeling a about must that? Must win for Chicago. I, mean, I, I must. Why win. would I be nervous about this game? It's week six. I I think I think. Uh, <laughs> It's week six, and we are the Bears' father. It's not saying it's going to be the same this year. It's not saying it's going to be. I don't say that at all. But if you just look at the Bears-Packers history, early regular recent season history. game, I'm sure it'll be good. Recent yeah, history. recent history. Yeah, recent, recent history. history. That's the words I'm looking for. Thanks, Barney. Uh, I will. I, I think ch- Kyle Fuller I think hang off- on to the ball. <laughs> True. I think uh, you know our offense will break that 200 yard mountain that we can't cross on the passing game. I think that we do that, especially with Jairi out. You know, hopefully we fucking do, right? Um yeah. but that enough enough about Kinger, that. It'll who, be a good game. It'll be a good game. Who would you be who would you be more afraid of as starting quarterback for the Bears? Dalton or Justin Fields? Justin Fields for sure. He's way more dynamic. I mean you just take a look at somehow historically quarterbacks that have that ability to uh, the win the run game and that are mobile, agile quarterbacks that can run. They have shredded Green Bay in recent history. Shredded them. Now, again, we're looking at a brand new defense, and, you know, I still think Fields is going through growing pains, but, I mean, it's going to be a good ball game next year or next week. I bet the line's anywhere from, I bet it's probably six points, maybe a little less than that. You think the line's going to be six at, no, at Bears? No, 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 no way. You're right. I bet Actually, you it's, I bet you it's four and a half at I'm most. I'm going to say. Four, okay. At most. I was going to say yeah, three. Yeah. You're right. With all the injuries we're experiencing right now, there's no way you're right. I'm going to look well, this up right now. It's four and a half. The Bears are underdogs but, at home. Barney could, could be a handicapper. Dude, I mean, come on now. If, if, <laughs> if, only, I, if only I hit my bets. Uh, but Sam, I'm literally paying the bookie as we go <laughs> back and forth on this podcast right now. <laughs> but um, let me ask you guys this. Uh, you know, like, obviously, Chelsea Fields, you know, has not come out and just unleashing, like, uh, you know, Burrow or, or Justin Herbert did, right? But, I mean... I sort of think a lot of this has to do with the fact that we literally are talking about a guy who absolutely dominated in college. Never lost a big time game. You know, I mean, and when he showed up versus Clemson or Bama, you like he played and he did awesome. And then he comes here and we're like, you know, Nagy's like, we, we got to We got to take things slow. We got I think I personally think if he were on a different team, he would be doing much fucking better. And, 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 and that's more so like not on his playmakers. I think he's got good guys in front of him. I mean, the offensive line could be better. Don't get me wrong, but um, I, I, I literally think it's like our approach. I think we're trying to make him feel like he's got to relearn how to play football. And it's just bothering the shit out of me because I mean, he's, he's, he is a football player and you just got to let a football player be himself sometimes. And, I think uh, I think in time. You think it's a coach trying to make him fit their system? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And I yeah. and Nagy is he just he kills me. Uh, and and you know our 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 organization doesn't care, and they just like nice people. And unfortunately, like I think Justin Fields is already like the the best quarterback we've ever had in terms of like what his abilities are. 
and we're literally treating him like he's somewhat like he's Davis Mills, some dude that, you know, probably shouldn't even be starting. And uh, I don't know. It it frustrates me because I think he's dynamic and we're like sitting out there going through, you know, like it's 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 an absolute joke that we have not crossed 200 yards passing. (laughs) That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. It's pretty wild. It's pretty, especially today's NFL. Remy, go ahead. Then we'll wrap it up here. I will say, though, I will say, though, Justin Fields, he just needs one or two more games under his belt to be legit. And when I say legit, I mean, when I see him play action roll out and it's a it's poetry in motion. Now, whether he throws the ball and it gets completed is another thing. But because the the when he it's just you never know what he's going to do he could take off he can launch it i'm a big fields guy i had him second on my qb chart uh obviously behind trevor lawrence i thought he was the number two quarterback in this whole draft and that's why i was very salty when you guys got him i just think he needs one or two more games and then i think this man is legit i am scared to play him i think the bears defense has gotten very good and of all the shit i talked about khalil Mack to my buddies of him not showing up I saw him show up plenty of times last game to eat my words, and I am scared of this Bears defense. I think Dude, the Bears the, have the, the best defense in the North. The Bears, the Bears have the most sacks in the league. I mean, we're we're getting after the quarterback. Uh, we just, I mean, at the end of the day, I think our offense is doing a little bit better. Remy, I think to a point, you know, like he is looking, you know, I mean, he's he again, he only had 111 yards, right? I'm looking at the stats, it's nothing, but. Uh, I think with a couple more games with hopefully Bill Lazor calling the plays and Matt Nagy taking an ego check and stop butting himself in. Uh, you know, I think you're right. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not saying he's going to be just tossing 300 yard games the entire time, but 250 averaging it would, would be something I would be, you know, in, incredibly excited about, uh, especially with our defense. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a good opportunity next week. I mean, it's not like the Green Bay defense is 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 a slouch, but you know that it is the first time Jair is not going to be there since he's been you know uh, on the team, and we all know how good of a cornerback he is. And uh, you know, if if we can get some uh, if we can get some uh, some offense going versus our rival at home, who knows? That could be the spring that that kind of makes this offense tick a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about later this week uh, with that game coming up. And then the Lions and Vikings, of course, as well. Uh, so we'll have a lot to look forward to uh, with week six in the NFL coming up. But then it, uh, so Green Bay, four and one, Chicago, three and two, Minnesota, two and three. And then the Lions, oh, and five at the very bottom. <laughs> Unfortunately, an all too familiar place for them. But Gentlemen, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Instagram at the Pylon, Twitter at the Pylon Pod. Please follow us on there. Please comment or direct message us just about your thoughts um, on your respective team, uh, where things are going forward, and your thoughts uh, about the week five games. We'd really appreciate that. But also, please subscribe and download uh, the podcast from Apple, Spotify, wherever get your podcast and leave a review. We also really, really agree, greatly appreciate that as well otherwise everybody uh just have a great rest of your week there's a lot to look forward to um here in the month of october 
uh, for sure. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back later this week previewing week six of the season. Paradigm. <laughs>